This is Iron Sports, and we're so excited to have back on the show um, from CBS Sports, uh, the football announcer, Andrew Catalan, play-by-play. Thanks a lot, Andrew, for coming on Iron Sports. Of course, Ira. Good to talk to you again. Well, I was just mentioning off air to you that you're now famous. You're on the Chris Mad Dog Russo show. He brings you on, and you don't really talk a lot of sports. You talk about your travel because, again, you seem to have some crazy travel experiences, but we'll stay away from that on today's show. <laughs> Hopefully I have smooth uh, smooth travel here for my college basketball. Anytime I'm talking a travel story, it usually is not a good thing, so I'm hoping just for some nice, easy flights. So we're just going to run this. So what we're going to do is we're going to run through the games yesterday, get get your opinion on the games, and then, of course, go to some general questions about the teams that weren't playing. So let's just jump right in here and go talk about Jacksonville and Kansas City. Uh, if there was one team that had a smile on their face after the game that lost yesterday, it would have to be Jacksonville. You broadcast, I think, four or five of their games this year. Talk a little about Jacksonville and, and what their feeling is after yesterday's game. Yeah, there's no doubt. They have so many positives to take away, and I think when you look at the rest of the division, they are set up much better than the other three teams going into next year. I just can't give enough credit to Doug Peterson. I mean, I think the marriage between Peterson and Trevor Lawrence is exactly what the quarterback needed, exactly what the organization needed. Um, There's a lot of trust there, Peterson having played the position you know, last year was a disaster in Jacksonville with Urban Meyer. Um, there's no two ways about it. I think it was almost as if it was another rookie year for Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, the, the way they fought back from some big deficits, they were down 17 to the Raiders. They were down nine in the fourth quarter against the Ravens. Um, they really, they had some, obviously we know what happened in the wild card game. Uh, the way that their resolve, their toughness, and the way that they were able to compete down the stretch, I think, uh, it was a great sign for them going forward, and I think they got the right guy for the job in Doug Peterson. And then on the Kansas City's perspective, with Patrick Holmes going out of the game, Chad, the fact that you have a backup quarterback that can lead a team on a 98-yard drive just shows you something about the team is about. But I just loved how they just, you know, the game, they could have let this game get away from them, Jacksonville to win, but the, for them to stay in it and take that lead and hold on was, I give Patrick Holmes all the credit in the world. Yeah, no doubt. Fighting through it, being able to be out there, and obviously they have a tremendous home field advantage. I mean, I think that's just a really difficult place to play. Uh, you know, sometimes it's not easy coming off a bye. You know, obviously, you, you strive for that during the regular season, but sometimes it takes a while in that first game back, especially against a team that came off a win like Jacksonville did. So kudos to the Chiefs for uh, figuring it out and uh, surviving and advancing to the championship game. And then moving on to Cincinnati and Buffalo, were you surprised when it was 14 nothing, and you're just waiting for that answer from Buffalo and sort of like they seem to be almost out of the game the entire game at home, just never get their footing, and Cincinnati Joe Burrow could just do whatever they wanted offensively and also shutting down Josh Allen defensively? Yeah, two things. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I knew that Cincinnati was this good. Um, <laughs> and I, think that, I Really, I mean, I, I think that I knew they were a good team, but I didn't think they were this good, and I think that with everything that's happened over the last few weeks, it certainly seems like they're using that as a motivating factor. So I think you have to credit Cincinnati first. Uh, but second, yeah, that's not the Buffalo team I think we were accustomed to seeing. Now, they didn't, they didn't finish the season in style, per se, in terms of the way they were playing. Uh, I think some of their best football came earlier in the year. Uh, but that was a you know, relatively flat performance yesterday. And I was very surprised. It's not, you know, not what we're accustomed to seeing. And Again, you give Cincinnati credit, but that's a that's a really disappointing loss for the Bills. 
on the national media, I don't hear this discussion about Buffalo a lot, but remember, in the middle of the year, with the snow, they had to actually move one of their games to Detroit. They didn't know where they are going to play for two weeks. They didn't know if the game was going to be canceled. They'd have to stay in Detroit for two weeks to play. You know, They did go to Kansas City and beat Kansas City at Kansas City. And then they have the Hamlin situation, which you know we love the outcome. You love how he's motivating. But first, you know, he was also their third leading tackler. But it also, it's such draining experience for them, for the team. And maybe that just took a lot out of them from the, from the idea that they had for the snow and from the Hamlin injury. Uh, maybe it was something that hurt them at the end of the year. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I don't think they're the type of team, the type of leadership that would ever use that as uh, an expl- explanation or an excuse. But I think that, you know, when you look at the way they performed, especially yesterday, um, that, that's, that's fair to say. I mean, they went through a whole lot this year. I, I personally thought that was going to make them stronger. The fact that they went through so many things together that they were going to, you know, be able to pick it up and bond together here in the playoffs. But it didn't happen. Uh, again, you got to give Cincinnati credit, but I think it's going to be a tough offseason in Buffalo. And then for the AFC Championship game, Cincinnati at Kansas City. I mean, is Cincinnati going to actually try to you know win four games against them? You know, they won the previous three by three points. But what's your prediction of the AFC Championship game? Yeah, I think Cincinnati is the hottest team right now. I, you know, as I said earlier, I don't think that going into Arrowhead is a very easy proposition for any team. Uh, but if there's a team that you know you don't want to play right now, I'd say it's Cincinnati. I mean, they've just got everything rolling for them. Even without their offensive line, which you know I thought was going to be a big issue yesterday, it was pretty much a non-factor. You got to give credit to the the guys that stepped up and in, in uh, up front for all the injuries they've had. So you know, I, it's hard for me to pick against Kansas City at home, uh, but to me, right now, Cincinnati is playing the best football of any team out there. And then moving to the NFC, uh, going into this game for a team is that's a number one seed. The Eagles had a lot of question marks, but those question marks became answers. I think in the you know in the first thirty minutes of the game, it was like okay, we now saw what the Eagles are back. But yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think you know we're talking about maybe Kansas City a little off the mark coming off a bye. I think the bye was the, the opposite for Philadelphia. It came at a great time. It allowed Hurts to get another week. And I think Nick Sirianni, when given time to prepare for an opponent, is just he's proven that he can really pick you apart. And I kind of had the feeling all week that it was either going to be an Eagles blowout or a tight Giants win. I didn't see Philadelphia winning like a 10-point game. And I think as soon as they fell behind 7 nothing, I started thinking, all right, it's going to be one of those days where they're going to – they're going to put 30 on the board. So, yeah, they look like a dangerous team, especially at home. And, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts is just, uh, you know, he doesn't get a ton of credit. People still kind of pick him apart at times. But, it's, hey, he's a legit quarterback, and that Philadelphia team is uh, they're going to have their hands full against San Fran, but that, that's a really good Eagles team. And just to turn to the Giants for a second, when your coach describes your performance as ah, E-H, <laughs> when they ask about Daniel Jones, not a total voice of confidence, vote of confidence for Daniel Jones. What do you think about Jones, and what do you think about Jones' future uh, with the Giants, and, and is he the quarterback, and, and what do you think the Giants are going to do about him? Yeah, they got some tough decisions to make in the offseason with Barkley as well. I, you know, I think, it's, I think that Jones proved this year that he can be a – a good quarterback in this league at the starting level, but how much, how much money is he going to want? How much are the Giants willing to pay? Um, you know, those are all types of things that um, will be sorted out here in due time. But 
You know, I, I think the Giants would feel would feel comfortable if Jones is their QB next year and going forward for the next few years, as long as they do it at their price. And so I think that's going to be kind of where it you know where it shakes down. But you know, you know it, Ira. There's going to be a lot of quarterback movement again this offseason. It seems like it always happens. So you know, I think that when you're talking about a, a shakeup at QB, anything's possible with the names that are out there right now. Uh, just we talked about the the smile that Trevor Lawrence had after the loss and said, you know, this is just the beginning, not the end and all those things. Then we turn to the Dallas-San Francisco game. I don't think I've ever seen a team take a loss as hard. I mean, it is it is just super cloudy and stormy in, in cowboy land. I mean, they really, after that win out for the Buccaneers, the confidence level was sky high. And, of course, it was a great team, but, but that loss is just a devastating loss to them in that game. Yeah, it's hard to... It's hard to wrap your head around the fact how long it's been since Dallas has gone to a championship game or a Super Bowl. I mean, it, you know, it's not something I was paying close attention to. It's just, you know, they're they're kind of in it every year. But, you know, you look at the numbers and it's like, wow, it's been a long time. Now, I think San Francisco is the better team. I mean, I know that Dallas beat the Bucks, but, I you know, I think that that Tampa Bay roster, as you know, was, was uh, kind of pieced together there down the stretch. So, you know, I think San Francisco is uh, is a legit force. Kyle Shanahan is a great coach, uh, and but I don't know where you where you go if you're Dallas. I mean, you, you've got a lot of money wrapped up in your running back. Uh, there's a lot of questions for the Cowboys again. And also with Dak Prescott, I mean, paying him you know, as one of the top uh, quarterbacks in the league in terms of uh, a payroll, it, it gives him it doesn't give them a lot of flexibility. But you know, you're starting to have doubts about that. Is Dak going to be the quarterback that is going to take them to the Super Bowl? Um, there's just so many questions, and and really, they're in a completely win now mode. Like they have to win now. This is not a rebuilding. Like you know, you know, check back in three four years. It's it's going to be a tough situation in Dallas. Yeah, and the, you know you look at their division too, and those teams are all ascending. Obviously, Philly could win the Super Bowl. Giants had a great run with you know a roster that'll be significantly upgraded in the off season. And I know Washington kind of is the same middle of the pack team every year, but you know their defense is legit. And if they figure out a quarterback, they could be a, a problem. They already beat Dallas in the last week of the regular season, so. I think that in that NFC East, it's only going to get tougher uh, for the Cowboys. Can you remember a team with so many weapons that San Francisco has? Now, we know on the quarterback with Brock Purdy, but on, from the from wide receivers to running backs, it just seems like they have an all-pro team in almost every position, and they're just fun to watch in terms of their ability to design their offenses and, and throw things out, you know, just confuse the defenses. Yeah, the trade from McCaffrey was fantastic. Uh, you know, I, I think that Kyle Shanahan, with all those weapons at his disposal, is is a very dangerous coach here in the final, in the championship round here coming up on Sunday. So, yeah, they, they, they've got a lot of talent on both sides of the football. They're well coached, and I don't think they're going to be intimidated going on the road. We, we know that Philly is a tough place to play, uh, but it doesn't strike me that this San Francisco team will, will be intimidated. Now that... You know, the, you could tell me the quarterback's going to come down to earth one of these days, and I'd say, yeah, I don't know when that's going to be. It could be this Sunday, but, you know, I think that they got the right kind of ma- uh, makeup to go into Philly and, and give them a game, if not win it. What, what are you, what's your prediction? Where do you th- how do you see this game breaking down? You know, I don't think Philly's going to play as well as they, they did against the Giants, um, but they're still going to be tough to beat. But I, I've been kind of on this San Francisco train all year, so I, I probably uh, 
I'd probably take the Niners, but would not certainly be shocked if, if, if Philly prevails and goes on to the Super Bowl. I say the Niners, too. Everyone's saying I'm crazy. Then the line comes out at two. And I said, that's why the line's only two. You know, but people, it seems like I have a lot of friends that are totally you know, like, oh, this is going to be a blowout. Eagles are going to blow them out. And I, I'm like, you haven't watched San Francisco the, the last like two and a half months. They, they're dominating. But yeah, I think it's the quarterback. I, I do. I think people just think that he's going to. You know, turn into the last pick of the draft at some point, but he hasn't done that yet, and I, you know that's why I, I think that they, they definitely could win that game. Well, the one thing I say, Andrew, uh, we that uh, Purdy played at Iowa State. He started eighty six Big Twelve games. He played at Oklahoma. Played games at Tennessee. He went against Jalen Hurts and threw six, threw five touchdowns and ran for one against Oklahoma. So he's been in these big games. It's not like someone who doesn't have a lot of experience. He's played in these. I know it's not the NFL experience, but it's some. Who has, I mean, when he was at Iowa State, they had they didn't have the best offensive line either. He's running for his life and still throwing all these touchdowns. Yeah, no, I give him a ton of credit. He just seems so composed, and even in the post game interview, he's you know he's not too wide eyed. It just seems like he's taking everything in stride. I think a lot of that is because of you know Kyle Shanahan and his coaching and the system they have out there. But to his credit, he's not making the big mistakes and he's keeping the train on the tracks, and that's all you can ask for for San Francisco right now. We're talking to my favorite CBS Sports or Fox anyway, NFL broadcaster Andrew Catalan. So, Andrew, let's move off these games a little bit and go on to the big issues of the day, which everyone, I mean, I never knew I had you. I was going to have you on the show, and they're like, well, ask him about this. I'm like, I got these covered. Don't worry. We're just going to say the name. Tom Brady, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I mean, you're closer to it than I am. I mean, it, it seems like. Again, this is just me guessing. I not like I have any in, inside information. I don't know if anybody does with Brady, but it seems like his days in Tampa are over. And it seems to me like Vegas is a is a natural fit with Josh McDaniels there and the way that they kind of kicked Derek Carr out the door. So, you know, I, I think it's hard to say. You know, Tom, as we all know, went through a lot in, in his private life the, this season and the off season. So, if he decides he's had enough, then Good for him. He's the greatest of all time. But if he wants to give it another go, someone's going to sign him. And I would imagine that the Raiders would be uh, among the favorites to do that. Well, you did the Raiders at Jacksonville game this year. I mean, I was surprised that, like, if they didn't have a, a, a next strategy plan, I w- was surprised that the Raiders would get rid of Carr, who was so wedded to the franchise, such a quality person. Um, I, so they, they must have this in their back of their mind. It has to be. I love Carr. I mean, I was you know, very surprised as well when they were still mathematically alive for the playoffs and they sent him home. I mean, I know that it was a long shot for them to get in, but still, I mean, this, this guy's given his heart and soul to the organization. And, uh, you know, it, it doesn't seem like obviously he's coming back. He's said as much. Um, but he's going to be a good pickup for somebody. I mean, I don't know where. If he, you know, the Jets are going to stick with Zach Wilson, but Derek Carr – moving into that Jets team with a really good defense already. I mean, that, that could be a really good team in the AFC East. I don't know where he's going to end up, but I'm a big fan of Derek, and uh, wherever he ends up, I, I think he'll do a good job. And sticking back down here in Florida, Tua, I mean, what a year. I mean, it's just up and down from the beginning. It's just everything has been crazy. I know you did their game at Detroit, I think, this year. Um, where do you think they go with him? And what do you think? I mean, they seem to say that, you know, he's the quarterback next year. But, you know, the health issues, all those things are concerns. Yeah, I mean, look, he uh, had a tough year, but when he was out there, he showed you that he can be the guy. And it sounds like, just from listening to the press conferences and 
know, the way that they feel about him, that they want him to be the guy as long as he's healthy. And, you know, I think he's got some tough decisions to make. You know, it's it's been documented that his family has, you know, wanted him to kind of step back and, and make sure that his health comes first, which I, I'm sure that Miami and the doctors and Tua all want as well. So, you know, I, I think that as long as he gets that clean bill of health, that, that he's going to be the guy down there. And, you know, they'll have to bring in a, a good backup quarterback like they had in Bridgewater. It was just unfortunate that he couldn't really stay healthy when they needed him. But, you know, I think that, you know, Tua will be the guy, I would think, going into week one and then uh, making sure they have a, a good backup plan in case he gets hurt. And then another quarterback, Lamar Jackson. It, it just seems this is just a contract negotiation. I just can't see him September playing. You had you did a couple Baltimore games this year. I can't see him playing on another team uh, for next year. Yeah, I agree with you. It just seems like they're just so built for him. You know, like it's almost like if they get rid of him, they all, they have to start a whole new offense in a way because. They they built that around Lamar Jackson. I think it makes too much sense for him to come back. I mean, whether it's on the tag or whether it's a big extension, you know, obviously that's what he wants. Um, but I, I have a hard time imagining him in a different uniform as well. I agree with you. But what about Aaron Rodgers? I mean, it seems like now this is impossible. If people think they know what's going to happen with, with Tom Brady, this one seems like totally. And, you know, you're up in, you know, up in New York. I mean, I mean, the Jet fans just keep talking about Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. So it's just the Aaron Rodgers issue is just that is, I mean, I never saw Devontae Adams leaving for the Raiders. So you just don't know what's going to happen with this. But I think that's what, you know, this is definitely going to be talked about until something happens. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to have to wait on that one, too. I mean, it seems like he's in no rush to really make up his mind. He's owed a lot of money next year. I, I, I would, I know he's made a lot of money in his career, but I, I don't, I can't see him walking away, uh, especially with all that money. Uh, the question is whether it'll be with Green Bay or somebody else. You know, I, I still think he'll be the Packers quarterback next year, but as you said, uh, nobody really knows what's going on through his mind, so it's going to be a wait-and-see game with him. I can't remember, turning to some coaching, I can't remember a coach that seemed to have been so much in demand. I mean, you almost have to look back years and years ago when Bill Barcells was was perhaps going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and somewhere else. But I, it seemed like, you know, it was like strange that we'd come back and, and coach it. I can't, Sean Payton seems to be like, he can just pick his team. He can pick wherever he wants to go, pick his salary. You know, the numbers are 25, 30 million. He has so much power. Where do you think it's, it's going to end up? I mean, could it end up in Dallas even? But like, where is he thinking about going what do you think about Sean Payton yeah I mean look he's won a Super Bowl he's a proven winner he's a great offensive mind I think there's a lot to like about Sean Payton and it seems like maybe one year away will even help him a little bit give him a little more uh, juice going into wherever his next job may be if he takes a job I mean he could he could potentially sit out until another coaching cycle but it does sound like he's going to come back I mean, the two teams I would think with the most money to offer are Denver and Carolina. So, you know, would the Saints uh, be okay? Because remember, they have to get compensation for Peyton. So, would the Saints be okay to, to let him go to a, a division opponent in Carolina? Maybe, maybe not. Depends on what the Panthers are going to give him. Uh, but you know, Denver has a ton of money with their new ownership. I know they want to make a splash. Um, just does Sean Payton believe that Russell Wilson and the Broncos in that division could, could you know, could win? Um, so I would say it's one of those two jobs. You kind of follow where the money goes in this situation. Uh, but there's a chance that he sits out another year and maybe waits to see if 
Mike McCarthy struggles in Dallas next year or something else opens up that's more appealing to him. I don't know, but if if you're telling me he's going to coach this season coming up, I would say Denver 1, Carolina 2, just because of the money the owners have. Right, right, right. And I'm here interviewing you dressed head to toe in Steeler gear. I'm a big Steeler fan. And I don't think there was anyone more surprised. I mean, you talk about like Ira right, Ira wrong. I don't, I I thought this year was going to be a complete utter disaster. And, and I give Tomlin so much credit, just the the way they fought there back at the end and how Kenny Pickett emerged. Uh, And I, I know you did the Pittsburgh at Atlanta game. I was at that game, so I didn't get the chance to hear you at the, on the, on the call, but what about the Steelers and, and moving forward with them? Yeah, I agree with you. I was really impressed. I mean, you look at that roster and the way the season started didn't really look like, you know, they lost at home to the Jets, as you know. I mean, it just looked like it was going to be one of those years where finally Tomlin wasn't going to have a you know, a winning record or a 500 record. So to his credit, they were able to turn it, turn it on down the stretch of the season. And, you know, I think Pickett has got a chance here now. I mean, you know, I think that the, what he showed you down the stretch is that He's a smart guy. He's very cerebral. He, you know, gets through his progressions, doesn't make a ton of mistakes, can run if he has to. Um, but I think, again, to your point, it all comes back to Tomlin just being an excellent coach. He's a guy that players want to play for, and that becomes really attractive in free agency and also in retaining your own free agents. I mean, there's, yeah, he's great to deal with from our end and uh, big fan of his. So I know that before every game, you talk to the staffs on both times. So you really have in, insight into these teams that other people don't have. Looking back at this year, what next year? I mean, it's sort of in a crystal ball, like saying, well, you know, this team might not have had a great year, but I think next year, I think they were, they're building on something. What team next year should we be looking for? We just already covered Jacksonville, so that's pretty evident that they're improving with Trevor Lawrence. But what team do you see as like, boy, I think they, they have a plan in place. I like what they're doing, and I'm looking forward to good things that next year with them. Well, I'm not really going out on a limb because of the way they finished, but Detroit. I mean, the Lions, uh, you know, were one and five at one point. I mean, there was talks. What are they going to do with Dan Campbell? Jared Goff's not the answer. I mean, look, I know what, the Lions did everything they could. They had just missed the playoffs. They had some big wins down the stretch. They compete. They play hard. They love playing for Dan Campbell. So I think that the Lions in that division are going to be the favorites. I, I really do. I think that. Goff kind of solidified himself as the guy they can add around him in the draft and free agency. And I think that's really an ascending team in the NFC that I look forward to seeing where Dan Campbell could take him. It must have been fun to be interviewing, you know, talk to him before the game. And, and I'm sure he's the same person, you know, in private that he is in public. It seems like it's impossible to turn that energy off. Yeah, you saw in Hard Knocks just, uh, you know, how emotional and passionate he is and I, I think his players feed off that I really do I think they love playing for him and uh, you know there's a really good vibe in Detroit right now so I mean that's great I mean you had a great you have to say that this year I mean the Hamlet situation was horrendous but the fact that he's now shown recovery but this has been a, f- a fun year in terms of the teams and the competition and now we have her down to you know but what people feel all of the top four, I mean, that's the one thing about football. It seems like, you know, the best teams make it to this final, you know, the final four rather in baseball, you know, the, the Phillies were, uh, you know, below, almost a below 500 team all year and turned it on. I like the fact that we're down to the, the four best teams. Yeah. I mean, you look at the ratings for the NFL this season, you know, 44 million on Thanksgiving day. Um, I think the NFL is uh, incredibly healthy 
And I agree with you. We've got the four best teams. I mean, it's you know you, we always like those Cinderella runs or those six seeds going on a tear. But I think what we have in store this Sunday is going to be fantastic to watch, and I can't wait. And also, it seems like the pace of the games. I mean, I do like the fact that they're taking less time doing reviews. I think it's just, I mean, it's like this good mix up between the offense and the defense. I mean, they try to calibrate it so well, but it seems like they're getting it. You know, it just it just felt like it for most of the games. I, I mean, I'm someone who's you know watches a zillion games a weekend, so I'm into it. But I did think, look, some, there were some Thursday night Amazon games that were terrible. But besides that, most, I mean, there, how many weeks were on a Sunday? Now you're broadcasting a game, but you must have looked down and said, oh my god, there's like seven or eight of these games that are all going down to the wire yeah i mean the parody is just phenomenal i mean it's just it's different than baseball when if you have a bad team you're going to be bad for a few years we see teams like the jaguars like the lions just turn it around i mean it you know between free agency and the way these players are coached up and the draft you know every year is kind of like a clean slate and yeah you're going to have your favorites you're going to have the chiefs and the bills and the eagles but you know, you can make a case for every single team in the league at the start of the year for the most part. You can't really say that in a lot of other leagues. So they got it going in the NFL. They always have, and then it's only getting better. And you made that good point about Detroit. I mean, the thing that the last game of the season where they were eliminated from the playoffs earlier, they came out into Lambeau Field and played a fantastic game uh, knocking off the Green Bay Packers. And I think that's what that just shows that you know, they were playing for absolutely nothing in that game, and they went out you know, 150% effort. Yeah, perfect example. I mean, you know, that they were a couple of calls away in that Seattle Rams game from, from being in the playoffs because if, you know, the Rams had won that game, it would have been a winner-take-all on Sunday night. So they came close, and uh, I think they got a lot to look forward to next year. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. I know you have a busy time for college basketball. You have golf coming up and a lot of broadcasting, but I really like that fact that you could come and you know break down the NFL season and make some predictions here for the playoffs. I really appreciate it. You got it, Ira. Anytime. Enjoy the games this Sunday.